welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're one of the hundreds of thousands of women experiencing hair loss for any number of reasons, or if you're curious and want to check out what alternative hair is all about, you are in the right place. Hi, I'm Deborah. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, educator, and the co-creator of a -a one-of-a-kind, shame-free, stigma-free alternative hair boutique called Very Best Little Hair House, and that's where the magic happens. That's where I help women and men like you find the alternative hair that brings their inner beauty out. We take over where genetics or Mother Nature drop the ball and help you find and wear the alternative hair that makes you feel vibrant. I've made it my business to discover all there is to know about good wigs and toppers, and I love to talk about them. It's not just hair. It's so much more than that. This is about feeling complete, and if alternative hair is the way for you to do that, I got you covered. Yeah, it sucks when you see your scalp shining through your hair, but you know what? There is joy in finding the right alternative hair, trust me. It can be overwhelming at first. I mean, where do you start? Wig? Topper? Oh my God, will somebody know? What if my wig falls off? First of all, take a deep breath, I got you covered. This podcast addresses all things alternative hair. It's not always as easy as just finding a wig and putting it on, so I'm going to give you a tell-it-like-it-is viewpoint from what I see firsthand. I've been through it all. Stress, hair loss, alopecia, chemo. So I started my own journey about 20 years ago, and at that time I had nobody to talk to or get advice from, so I am here for you. And I can tell you this, even on my best natural hair day, I never looked or felt as confident as I do in my alternative hair. And now after five years of helping people in my shop get over that fear and get out there, I am bringing this to you to inspire, empower, and educate you. It's simple. When you look good, you feel even better. And if alternative hair is part of that confidence, who cares if you grew it or if you bought it? Forget your grandma's wig and prepare to look red carpet gorgeous. Time to end this shame and stigma. Life is too short not to love who you are, and I want you to get excited about the possibilities. So grab your headphones, feel the love I am sending your way, and let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. This is Deborah Heim, and this is 15 minutes or so of talking about things that have to do with alternative hair, which is wigs and toppers, and a lot of the mind stuff that goes along with hair loss, wearing a wig, and all of those things it can bring up. Because on the surface, it looks pretty easy, like, okay, I'm losing my hair, let me get a wig and let be on with it. But sometimes there are many, many reasons that you might want a wig. And no matter what the reason, sometimes delving into alternative hair brings up a lot of stuff. It makes you take a look at a lot of the fears you have, a lot of the programming. And not just that, but like for people that are close to you that might have an opinion on your alternative hair journey too. And so why does the word wig or alternative hair bring up so much stuff? I mean, just the mention of the word wig makes people feel uncomfortable. 
The bottom reason behind that is a lot of different fears. The thought of having to wear a wig brings up fear. Of course, bad wigs everywhere bring up fear. Nobody wants to be the person in that wig. Just the fact alone of alternative hair, it brings up money issues and self-worth issues. And I know myself, I was programmed to put everybody else first. But sometimes when it is your self-worth, it can really improve when you find the right alternative hair. But I can tell you right now that the most perfect wig in the world might not feel like it looks good on you. And I have seen this happen with so many women. They will come into the shop and they'll go, oh, that wig looks so good on you. Or the thing where you're looking at pictures and you think the wig looks good on everybody else but yourself. Sometimes that is simply not the truth. I'm going to try and help you take a look at some of the things so that you can get more comfortable with some of these fears. One of the fears that happens that nobody even talks about or realizes is that when you go from severe hair loss to a stunning wig, even if it's very close to your own color, your own style, as close as you can get, right? Just the difference in the reflection you see in the mirror can make people uncomfortable. And as soon as something is uncomfortable to your brain, it will maybe make you think that something's wrong. When I can tell you firsthand that any wig you put on, give yourself at least five to 10 minutes. Put it on, look away, go walk around the house, come back to the mirror when you're judging, but give it a few minutes before you really decide. And I can tell you, that's how I break in my wigs at home because even after all this time, anytime I change styles or colors, it takes me a good 10 minutes before I can convince myself that it's not looking horrible and not everybody will know. And that's coming from me. And I can quite honestly tell you that within the past four years, not only has no one said, oh my God, is that a wig? And I mean that like in the bad way, more often than not, it's a level of disbelief. People come to my shop knowing I wear wigs because that is a true advantage when you are shopping for a wig. If somebody helping you wears wigs themselves, you're going to get a whole different perspective than somebody that's maybe deciding that they're good at it or that wigs will be fun. Although there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm telling you that there is an advantage of somebody that lives it on a daily basis, helping you deal with these fears. And that, of course, is one of the things that I can do. I can do one-on-one -on -one work with you. Whether you are a wig retailer that wants to set up a shop like mine, I know there are people that follow me and I would love to help you get the results I do because you can measure all the heads in the world, but I know the questions to ask the client to get the better result. I know things from the perspective of wearing them and dealing with it on a day-to-day -day basis. So for that housekeeping stuff, you can find my shop at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. You can find me at debraheim.com. And the best way to start either me helping you find your alternative hair or help with your shop or work one-on-one -on -one with you, just it all starts with a message. So with that being said, let's cover a few of the things I had planned for this week. And one of them is brows. Let's talk about eyebrows. 
because not only with alopecia, but some conditions, including thyroid and a lot of the medications today, the pharmacy companies and the doctors will swear up and down that it is not the medication, and maybe it's not. But for whatever reason, we all have a lot of hair loss going on, eyebrow loss, eyelashes lot, and I have found a pretty decent solution. Because of this podcast, somebody named Jason emailed me, and he has a company called My Two Brows. And I will put the link in the show notes, and I will also have my review posted in the Wise Wig Advice group on Facebook. And through his own dealing with alopecia and thyroid issues, and I love his website, I love the emails he will mail you. First of all, when you go there, as the time of this taping, you can get a free sample for yourself to evaluate. And I am always skeptical, but let me tell you, I was blown away by the quality of this. So definitely check it out. But basically, it is a temporary tattoo type of thing. He gives you very clear instructions. And once you sign up for the brow package, He does email you little video tutorials along the way. He has an accompanying group on Facebook where you can join and talk to other brow wearers and get tips or what have you. The result is really good. Now, I still have a little bit of a brow left, but honestly, tried it on my arm. I did not try it on a bony curve where when you're putting your brow on, you know you're going to have that brow ridge to contend with. But the quality of this was amazing. It was very simple to put on. You can follow the instructions, but basically like any temporary tattoo, you moisten the outside down and peel it back carefully. And it stayed on my arm several days. And the quality of the little hairs drawn was impeccable. I am anxious for people to get some to try to support his company and see what you think, because I think it's a good solution that can help a lot of people. I do know when people come to my shop, there are a such thing as eyebrow wigs, which you can put on with medical adhesive. So there is that. But this is a little less permanent type of solution. And not only does he have one type of brow, he sends you a wide, wide choice of styles and colors. So there is something for everybody there. I know a lot of people get microblading done, and that is also another brow solution. But that is maybe, like I said, a little bit more permanent than this, and this is great for a try. He has it, from what I understand, set up on like a subscription basis. But I'll tell you, if these work for you, having something come in on a subscription basis is really convenient. It's like a no-brainer. You know your supply is going to be there before you run out. And I'm sure if you go through them a little quickly, you can just reach out to him and he can work something out. But that is definitely something I wanted to talk about today. Because not only does alopecia affect hair loss and brows or thyroids or your medical conditions, there's also a disorder called trichotillomania, also referred to as TTM. And I am not a medical expert anymore, but when I looked it up, it's defined as an obsessive-compulsive type of disorder. Now, what this is, the people that have it, and it affects a lot of young people, either knowingly 
or not knowingly will pull hair out as a coping mechanism. And I'm sure there's a lot of judgment with this. I don't have it. But when I read the description, immediately I thought, wow, I can imagine as somebody with it struggles with anxiety, when the anxiety starts and people are like, oh, just calm down and take it easy. Sometimes you need a set of tools before you can just calm down. So with this type of disorder, there are ways to get over it. However, when someone is in the struggle of that, a lot of judgment can go like, well, why don't you just stop it? Again, that is something that we need to just discuss and that shouldn't even be an issue. There's so, so much judgment that needs to go away. People are people. We are all here. My theory is we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, and we are put in this life to help somebody else. You are perfect in your own imperfections. You need to sometimes just relax into your body and your imperfections and just enjoy the journey. Let's talk about the thing where I see somebody that will think a wig looks good on somebody else or much better in the picture. And of course, it can be that the wig just does look better on somebody else or on me. However, nine times out of 10, it isn't that it looks worse, but it does look different. And a couple reasons are when you look at the picture, it's going to fit your head shape different. Even if you have the exact same measurements, the way that your bone is distributed when you put a wig on, your temples might be wider, the wig is going to sit different on your head than on the model. So there's that. And sometimes these things can be worked with it. Sometimes if there's too much hair in an area, you can trim that certain amount of hair. But another thing to think about is when they take the picture, that is the wig at its best. When you get up in the morning with your existing hair, if you have some, it doesn't look like it does by the time that you are done fooling with it and all of that. Now, when we're talking about wig photos, we have professional stylists doing that. And sometimes it can take hours. You know, the result when you're looking at the picture is not going to be how it looks when it comes out of the box. Another reason that I know I have purchased wigs from a picture that looks good is because pictures can set a mood. When you are looking at a wig in a picture, first of all, look at what side does it part on. Is that length going to be doable for you? Talked about this last episode. If you're choosing a wig to last, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but your super long wigs or anything much further than beyond the shoulders is going to wear out faster. That's just a matter of physics. A couple of things you can do. First of all, buy the long wig. I love my long wigs. I've learned a couple of strategies as you go along wearing them. First of all, one of them is any way you can reduce the friction of the hair hanging, even if it's shoulder length. Pop it in a scrunchie when you're running from point A to point B. Anytime you can lessen the time that the hair is swinging against any source like a collar, your shoulders, or what have you, that's going to slow the frizz down to begin with. So just doing that trick has maximized a lot of my wig wear. And if you do get a long wig and it frizzes up, one of the things I have done is trim the length as I go along. 
I started with an 18-inch long wig. I think it's now up to about 12 inches, and it still looks great. So don't ever think a wig is trashed because the ends are frizzy. You take all your measures you can to reduce the frizz, but don't be afraid to cut a little bit of the length. And the number one thing, if you get a long wig that does tear up eventually, don't beat yourself up for it. This is a journey. The more wigs you get, the better you will get at taking care of them. And I see and hear a lot of frustration about the long wigs. When you're in my shop, whenever anybody chooses a super long wig, I try and give them all the knowledge I have. But I leave with knowing that I hope that they do learn and give themselves time to learn how to take care of a long wig. So in the meantime, if you're just starting out, one of my biggest tips is try and choose shoulder length and above for a first wig. You can take that advice or you can't, but that's just one of the tips I wish someone had told me when I first started. And the last thing I think I will say this week is that it even happens to me when I get a wig or if I take a picture of myself. It depends on the mood I'm in when I look at the picture because sometimes I will hate every wig I own. I think I mentioned this in another episode, but sometimes we all feel that to a certain extent. And if you're getting to where you're judging yourself, what I do is this. I stop, pull back, do something else, and then resume whatever it was I was doing in the first place. I know with pictures of myself in certain wigs, I'll put the pictures away and then later in the day or even another day, I'll be scrolling through my selfies and I'll be like, wow, that looked so good. And I was so hard on myself. And I think not just myself included that we do this. So keep it in mind. Don't be too hard on yourself. Get yourself a wig, get whatever wig you want and enjoy it. And until next episode, peace, love and alternative hair. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful, perfect, and loved just the way you are. <laughs>